Welcome to season two of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your go-to weekly business podcast that's fluff-free, to the point, and filled to the brim with real strategies and honest experiences that will help you in your business. We keep most episodes bite-sized because I know you're busy. I'm Katrina Aronson, your host and a marketing and business strategy coach for small business entrepreneurs. I've started and scaled my own multi-six-figure businesses before even becoming a coach. And my deepest desire is to help women to have the tools and the confidence to do whatever is on their heart and make money doing it. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hello there and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. I'm talking about something so important today for a lot of of entrepreneurs altogether. If we're scaling our marketing, we have to think about how we're going to get in front of more people, right? How are we going to create more impact in less time? And one of the ways we can do that is by getting on stages. So whether that's a literal stage or a figurative stage, um, we also now have virtual stages. Creating that ability for your business where you are a thought leader is going to be what we're diving into today. I'm sure you have a lot of questions around how to do that, what it actually looks like. So I am interviewing Bettina Carey today. And she is the perfect person to ask these questions to because she's on stages all the time. She is well known as a savvy maven and a supporter of women. She's also known as a woman behind the women, which I just love. She is all about creating big results and helping women to have breakthroughs so that they can kick their self-imposed limitations to the curb. Whether she's coaching from a live stage or a virtual stage or conferring with small cohorts of bold women or men on the rise across a conference table, her championship strategies and straight talk compel men and women to find a whole new gear to succeed beyond their wildest dreams. She is also writing a book, Shattering Your Own Glass Ceiling, Unlocking Your Inner Power and Hidden Potential with Your Master Key. And that's going to be released soon. So we're going to talk all about today um, her actual experience in getting on stages, but also this is actually some stages that you can get on. So if this is something that's interesting to you and you've thought about this, or maybe you think about it for the future, listen to this episode. It's going to help you a ton. Hello, Bettina. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited for our conversation today. Thank you so much for having me, Katrina. I'm so excited as well. This is going to be a lot of fun. You have so much value to bring. So I'm just going to dive right in and start with a question about who you are and giving us some insight um, about your journey, because I know you've navigated from a domestic violence story to standing on stages in front of hundreds, probably thousands of people. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you've found the courage to move through to where you are today? Yes, the way I put it is that I was a victim and now turned in power over about 30 years in the making. 
And it all first started when I was a young girl at 17 years of age, when I fell in love with my high school boyfriend. And one thing would lead to another, and he would begin to abuse me physically and I, and mentally and emotionally, of course. And um, I got pregnant while I was a teenager. And when you're a Catholic girl, you get married to the guy who you're supposedly in love with, right? And so I did. And the domestic violence continued. And one assault led to the premature birth and death of my firstborn child. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that was the stage that I was on at that time was working through the death of my daughter and having been abused. Uh, and it was, of course, a daily occurrence by that point. So her story, my story, and his story uh, eventually ended a year after her death. And I was able to get the courage to leave with just the clothes on my back. And I went to my church and some nuns put me up with a nurse who I lived with. And I started a nursing career and started nurturing people through my nursing career. And, you know, it sounds like a a story that somebody else has lived, but it is my personal journey. And because it's a 30 years in the making, there have been many twists and turns, including when I had a slip and fall accident that put me in the work in, <laughs> in running my own business. And it was an accident that took about six years to recover from. And while I was recovering is when I actually started my business. Wow. That is incredible. And I think that you probably have so much behind when you stand on a stage and you tell your stories just because of that. I mean, it's not just one experience. It's not one day in your life. It is truly a piece of who you are, but you've made the choice to move to where you are today. And I think that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about where you're sitting today and dive into how it is that you are on these stages. First, I want you to, before we talk about how you get on the stages and what your speaking is like, I'd love to hear from you um, how you think that speaking on stages can benefit other people's businesses. I think getting on stages is absolutely one of the best marketing strategies that any business owner can actually execute. And I do this on a regular recurring basis pretty much every single week. And I encourage anyone that is out there with, you know, whether you be a coach, a mentor, a thought leader, an author, a speaker, it really is one of the best ways to get your message to the masses. Yeah. Um, so what might be coming up for someone who's hearing this too is, yeah, but I'm afraid. Yeah, but I'm scared, right? Because as we know, speaking on stages is one of the most terrifying things um, from a psychology perspective. People say that it's scarier than dying. So talk to me about what um, what it was like for you to get comfortable on stage. Obviously, you're doing this on a weekly basis. So take us back to the day where it wasn't comfortable to you and what process got you to the place that you are today. You know, it's interesting. I was reflecting on this just yesterday and I was sharing with someone that the very first stages that I would be on would be related to uh, being a vice president 
and then a president of a uh, small medical organization that I helped to grow and triple in size within a couple of years. And that meant I was on stage all of the time. And I remembered my, my uh, shaking that was so violent of the shaking that my, my skirt would you know, literally be moving. And thankfully there was a podium in front of me so that nobody would know how much shaking was actually going on. And then in addition to that, of course, I had to really hold the mic with two hands because I was terrified of this opportunity. And I, of course, knew it would come with the role that I'd chosen to be in, but I didn't realize how much fear was going to be coming up. So eventually, over time, I learned techniques, including taking lots of deep breaths before I get onto the stage, and sometimes even working up energy before, whether that's jumping jacks or running up some stairs or whatever. And then ultimately, what helped me the most is to embrace this fear, which is really false evidence appearing real, and to uh, use it as my turbo engine. So now I let that fear factor become something that energizes me to deliver with passion and purpose and to wow audiences, whether they be small cohorts and just at a table or on a large stage. Yes, I love that too. And it's so real hearing you say, turning it into a turbo engine. But I also remember that was one of my biggest fears on the planet was getting up on in front of people. But it was a decision that I made when I decided, you know, I want to make more impact. I want to reach more people. I want to scale my marketing. So it was a decision that I made and had to take a lot of, like you said, tips from people about standing behind podiums. Um, if you can ask for a seat or to stand, whatever makes you feel more comfortable and really assert yourself so that you can find comfort in the things that you can control. That was really helpful for me because it is so out of control and you are fearful because it's not something that you're used to doing, right? There's no <laughs> proof that you can actually be successful. Yes, um, and so. I, I do believe that practice makes perfect. So mm -hmm. practicing whatever I'm going to be saying so that if I lose track of what I'm doing, I can always come back to some sort of outline in the presentation. You know, I always speak with stories. And so I lead with the story and I make my points with stories. So I know I can always go back to some kind of story. I also, at the time when I first started, would use a little bit of crutches, meaning I would have my notes in front of me. I would um, have them in cards or something easy that I could move without too much trouble. And I would stand behind the stage. And because I only stand four foot nine and a half, I would have to have them have an elevator for me to stand on. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, though, now I prefer to walk. I prefer to be right on the floor if possible when speaking. Uh, directly to the audience. And I don't need those notes anymore or the crutches as I used to call them, but that's how I started. You know, yes. I mean, you do what you do. <laughs> yes. You're not Beyonce the day that you're born, right? You have to <laughs> live into that confidence. I love it. I love it. Okay. So yeah. <clears throat> talk to me about a couple of the stages that you have been on. If you can walk us through maybe two of your favorite experiences 
and how you actually got to be on those stages. You know, one of the largest audiences I ever spoke to was nearly a thousand. And that was as a result of being a volunteer board member for a school. I was the vice president and I got invited to be the co-chair of the the sponsorship program that we had and the event, our annual fundraiser. And so it doesn't really matter the opportunity. It could be something that you're paid to do or something that is a voluntary opportunity. Most recently, though, because stages have turned virtual all around the world, I was invited to speak at um, the and be the the co-host, really, and uh, to an event that was out of Seoul, Korea for a book launch. And it was global. And I was able to, you know, host the meeting. I invited another colleague of mine to co-host with me. And there we were just doing everything virtually, producing, directing, and controlling all of the content that was being delivered. And it was a great invitation. Uh, Again, another global opportunity that occurred just months before that, I was invited to be the godmother, (laughs) La Marine, they say in French, uh, over in in the Court of War area, hosting, again, a conference that I got invited to do. And it was just, it's right out of West Africa. And I'm really delighting those kinds of opportunities because now with the virtual stage, there's really um, many, many ways that anyone can participate in their opportunities without having to even leave their office or their home. Yeah, it's so neat. Um, Obviously, COVID was a horrible experience. And it's changed a lot of things about business, but there's also a lot of really cool things that ended up coming out of it. And one of them is how your summit has shifted. So can you talk a little bit about your summit, which used to be in person and now has gone virtual? Yes. So over the period of, uh nearly 30 years now, I've hosted hundreds of conferences, expos, workshops, trainings of all types. And we had hosted a, uh, for just a couple hundred women, it was a women's centered event, four of these summits over a period of years. And I had decided to come back with a live event for 2020. And it was going to also be a virtual event. I was going to step into that space. This was long, long decided long before COVID. And of course, because we had pre-planned a hybrid event, it turned out that we were able to easily shift over to just doing virtual. That said, however, it spawned the opportunity for me to renew my interest in bringing community together And so we not only launched the summit in June of 2020, we also launched a membership under the brand of We Empower You, the global summit. And so I'm I'm just so excited about it because I was able to welcome people from all over the world to this stage, as opposed to just my local market. And the costs were tremendously reduced. As you can imagine, when you're in a venue, a hotel venue or a business club of any kind. It's in the tens of thousands of dollars, all of which that savings was able to be put right back into the business. And so that's uh, another great opportunity. Of course, I have a lot of background in producing events. And so one of the distinctions I will say is that 
if you're not in the, you don't have the interest or the inclination in producing, directing, hosting, and juggling all the balls that a meeting planner and an event planner need to do to do an event, don't get in that business. Instead, just go on to people's stages like mine. And uh, but if you have that kind of inclination, of course, then step out onto the onto the arena. It's not that difficult these days to create an Eventbrite app, you know, invitation and give a Zoom link to it and see how many people will show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to drop links for anyone listening that wants to know more about Bettina's summits because this is definitely something that you know, getting in the room and just attending is a great way for you to wrap your head around what these things can look like for you before you're thinking about getting on stages. So if this is the beginning of someone's journey, is that what you would recommend? And is there any things that I'm missing there? I would say without a doubt, unless you have an interest in creating events, and that is what your true passion and purpose is, don't do it. Just go on other people's stages. There are hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of stages that are already built by reputable people that you can seek out from podcasts like yours, Katrina's and mine and others that are out there. There's no need to get yourself involved into the intricacies of planning events, unless that's your interest. (laughs) It is very, very heavy lift to bring your own stage together without any experience. If you have experience and that's something you're inclined to do, by all means, just have at it. But I have watched so many people run up that hill and fall down like Jack and Jill. And I don't recommend it unless it's something that you're going to be doing. In fact, I would say it's a business onto itself, right? So if you have a book and you're already a speaker and you want to have a third leg that is event-driven and you're producing events, by all means, go right ahead. But if you're really an author, a speaker, and you really want to get just on stages and even media stages, right? Uh, Whether that's TV or magazines or newspapers or radio, there's so many opportunities to do that. And then you're just speaking. You're not having to focus on the venue running out of food or, you know, yes. any of the pitfalls that happen. I have, I have like PTSD from my <laughs> wedding and all of that. Like that is just so not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about finding the opportunities because I hear what you're saying. I think for a lot of people listening, it would be more about getting on the stage. Um, so how do they actually find those opportunities for themselves? You know, there's, a thing, a thing called research, right? So you can research topics on Google, on YouTube, and discover where, in fact, folks are doing things. But I also like to attach my interests in, um, you know, like the coattails of other people that are already leading the way. And so, for example, when it comes to podcast guesting as an opportunity, I started with working with Nancy Jutton and Nancy Jutton is based here in the Seattle of of the Bellingham area in in Washington state where I live. And she has a program that helps people to hone their craft, their pitch to pitch to podcasters. And she really helps direct that they have great bios and, you know, just the beginning stages for that matter 
And, um, and then in addition to that, she's always ping ponging as she calls it, helping people to find their way to guest oppor- guesting opportunities that she actually will help you to get. So at the end of the day, if you're looking at podcast guesting stages as an opportunity, I would turn my attention to Nancy Jutton. And uh, she has a Broadcast Your Brilliance program that she's going to be launching here in June. And then she has her joint venture partner groups. And she also has the Raise Your Voice, uh, Raise Your uh, Visibility Facebook group that she runs. So that's one, one way to do it. Another opportunity that exists, you could come and work with us. We have plenty of stages. We have multiple podcasts. We have the summit. We have a membership. And we can help guide and direct you, train you specifically to be on TV, to pitch yourself to, to other media. And, you know, so preparing, I think, is part of it, right? You've got to really be, um, you know, I, I don't like to go anywhere without having done some groundwork and some preparation. So because it builds my confidence, right? So that saying that luck is when opportunity meets preparation is absolutely true. The more preparation you make happen in your life, the more opportunities that are going to show up. And then of course, you're going to be brilliant instead of lacking (laughs) brilliance. So So do you find that you are more successful reaching out to people individually and saying, Hey, maybe it's an in-person event, for example, um, hopefully those are going to be a regular thing very soon. Um, and reaching out to them individually and saying, I'd love to be on your stage. Maybe it's through a friend, maybe it's through LinkedIn, or are you finding more success looking up, researching and submitting things online to companies or to speaking opportunities? You know, in the years past, I was the one submitting all of my information to any opportunity that I was doing. Recently, I started working with Urban Bloom, and I have them directly applying using my um, Media One sheets and me answering their questions so that they can make those applications for me. So if you're on a limited budget, however, obviously you're going to need to do all of this, these steps yourself. And so the steps include, you know, having a pitch, a one minute pitch that you can call on uh, or even email or send via DM to a would-be podcaster. Uh, You also can uh, have a, have a PR professional write for you a press release, a pitch for the media. All of these things can be done by yourself or they can be hired out. And at the end of the day, I'm one for doing some of the things by myself. But, you know, now that I'm into a little bit busier company, (laughs) you you can understand this too, Katrina. Mm -hmm. It pays more for me to actually pay somebody to do that for for me as opposed to my doing it myself. Absolutely. Yes. And that obviously takes some building to get to. And sometimes you're grinding and submitting things and hoping they go through by yourself, but there are, this is not a forever situation. Absolutely. You will get to a place where you get other people to do it on your behalf. And um, that's a very exciting time. So Bettina, thank you so, so, so much. Um, Please share with us. You have so much knowledge and so many resources where we can find you. So can you please share 
a couple of places that we can dig into what it is that you have to offer. Absolutely. I, I love the question, of course. So the best place to reach us and myself is weempoweryourlife.com. And you can click on the summit tickets tab to get your free summit ticket. You must RSVP to get the Zoom details. It's free to attend every quarter, uh, the second Wednesday. And it, the next one coming up is June the 8th, September 14th after that, and December 14th in 2020. In the 2022, rather. In addition, <laughs> yes, to 2022, that, yes. <laughs> in addition to that, you can also write me at askbettina, that's B-E-T-T-I-N-A, at weempoweryourlife.com. And I'm happy to take your uh, emails and answer any questions. It's a great way to connect. And I also have a Calendly. I mean, I have all the opportunities to check in with me on my website. And we have a just say yes button on our website where you can sign up to be a member, spend 90 days with us. You don't have to put any money on down or anything. And in 120 and in 90 days, if you have found that your membership is of value to you, you just pay the, the $15.99 fee and you're in for a year and it goes on from there. So we have lots of opportunities available at the weempoweryourlife.com website. I'm going to drop all of those links in the show notes so you do not have to dig around and you can connect directly with Bettina. Thank you so much, Bettina. Thank you so much, Katrina. It's been so wonderful to meet you in person now and also to be on your show. I hope you took away a lot from this episode. If you are trying to scale your marketing because you're scaling your business, you know that this is an incredible way to do it. And I implore you to click some links that are dropped for you in the show notes so that you can learn and connect with Bettina and certainly with myself. Um, Scaling your marketing and creating more impact from where you do show up is one of the main levers that we can pull in our businesses. It's an incredible thing for us to realize that what you did in the beginning of your business is not going to necessarily be what you're doing these days, right? Because obviously, if you're listening to this, you are probably at a place in your business where you're looking for a little bit more. And that's a great place for you to be. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for um, trusting me with your time. I know how busy you are. I hope you continue to shift your perspective and grow both personally and professionally. I am honored to be part of your journey with all things business life mindset, seeing it through the marketing lens. And I'll see you back here next Tuesday for a brand new episode. Okay, wait, before we move on, I want to ask you to do two things for me today. Subscribe to this podcast. And if you will like what you hear, rate us wherever you listen. We appreciate your five-star reviews so much. I read each one and I could not be more grateful for you.